Welcome in to Red Zone Radio. Great to be here. Great to have you. Just your mics at Red Zone Radio on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Anyway, you get the podcast. Go ahead and follow Red Zone Radio on Red Zone underscore radio. So glad that you decided to listen to this podcast today, whatever you're doing, driving home from work, whatever you're doing, however you're listening. Uh, it really does mean a lot that you decide to listen. Um, so let's get to it. Maverick Suns, 76ers, Heat. Tonight we got Warriors, Grizzlies. We're going to talk about that huge Tom Brady, Fox deal. We'll talk about it all. Let's go here first. Um, look, you guys know, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that at the beginning of the playoffs, I picked the Suns to win the finals, and then I switched to the Mavs. And I'm not saying this as like a way to change my pick back to the Suns. If they'd win it, I'd be happy, I'd be happy for them. Um, and I still think the Mavs can win this series, okay? It's going to go back to Mavs, and like you heard, if you listen to the game, I say like you heard Reggie Miller allude to, that's not going to be the same Mavericks team. If the Mavs win, we got a great Game 7 on our team on our hand. But let, let's go here. Um, Chris Paul has had a lot of bad breaks in the NBA. I'm not, you know, saying it's unfair or anything. Everybody gets bad breaks. It's just the way sports are. That's just the way life is. Breaks happen. Um, bad breaks happen. But this is my point. When he was with the Clippers, and him and Blake Griffin, and... uh you know, he never got the love of Steph Curry, or because his game isn't isn't pulling up from the logo and shooting from there. His game is distributing. His game is shooting from that. I mean, he's just a killer um, at that shot right inside the three point line. <laughs> he can do. He can distribute. He can ball handle. He can shoot free throws. He is just an absolute killer at that shot. But with that being said, he never got the love he deserved because his game wasn't fun. Um, it wasn't fun to watch. He wasn't, you know, like Steph Curry to me is is very nationally loved. Um, Patrick Mahomes is very nationally loved. Why? It's because they're young, they're exciting, their game is just so unique. Now, obviously, Steph Curry and Patrick Mahomes in similar fashions both started to transform the... More so Steph Curry than Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes didn't invent the running quarterback. But they both they changed the way plays were called, everything like that. And, you know, Steph Curry has the big guys shooting threes. And, and, uh, and when somebody's feeling hot... And they just feel like taking a heat check from the half-court line. They'll just pull it from the half-court line and they'll take one. March Madness, you see it. NBA, you see it. Whatever it is. And Steph Curry did that. And so he's loved. And it's not that Chris Paul isn't loved. But he's never been considered as a top player in the league. He's always in the shadow of LeBron. He's always in the shadow of Steph Curry. There's always a bigger star than him. When he was younger, there was always a bigger star than him. Now when he's older, there's always a bigger star than him. And he's, and he's had bad breaks. But you know what? And I'm not saying they're going to even win this series. I think the series is going to go to a Game 7. Okay? 
And then they got the Warriors to face. But Chris Paul deserves some recognition. Look, this Suns team is wildly efficient, is wildly unique. But what's interesting about them is the fact that they're not going to shoot 33s a game. You're not going to really, Devin Booker can shoot, but I mean, you're not going to have guys pulling up from the logo when they're feeling when they're feeling it and, and taking heat checks. That's just not the way this team operates. But Chris Paul distributes. He's the leader. Fourth quarter, he takes over. Him and Devin Booker, it's the perfect match. Um, so it, it, it it's always interesting to me. The superstars such as, you know, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, all of them. Or, I'm sorry, Chris Paul, you know, uh, Devin Booker really doesn't get a lot of love. But these guys, the Suns team, it's, it's, it's an unselfish team. It's a fun team to root for. Chris Paul, if he deserves a ring, I mean, if he gets a ring, he deserves it. I'm not saying he's going to because there are great teams left. All right, uh, I want to talk about uh, the 76ers and Heap. Before I do, we also have Nicole. I didn't get to cover that yet. Nicole Jokic winning uh, MVP. Look, people, some people are upset. People are saying Embiid got robbed. Charles Barkley says it affected Embiid's game last night. The truth is, I don't know about any of that. This is what I will say. Players, this is what I notice, is that the MVP thing, um, whether fair or not fair, whether even important or not important, this is true in the NFL too, but more so in the NBA, it just gets people fired up. I feel like the past Two to three years, there's been a guy that has won it, Giannis, not the first time, but the second time, and now, of course, last year, I feel like people don't want Jokic winning it. Now, this year, people don't want Jokic winning it. This is what I'd say. When he wins these awards, right, and uh, he wins the MVP, what's interesting about it is everybody... Has a problem with it. But. Nobody. Like. Can you think of a time in your life. When you've ever. Been like. Outside of right now. In this time frame. Where you have ever just been like. I mean unless it was unanimous MVP. Something like that. And I think this is true for the Heisman too. But like where you've been talking to someone about a sports game. Or something a friend. And you're like. Picture two months from now. Are you really going to be like, Nikola Jokic won that MVP. I can't believe that. Or if LeBron would have won it or whoever would have won it. Nobody cares about these awards. There's stats. They look good in the columns when you're looking back on the statistics. But nobody cares about them. That's the way I feel about the Heisman too. I feel like the Heisman and the NBA MVP are the most over-glorified things in sports. And quite frankly, they're ridiculous to me. I see these, you know, week one, you see this happen. 
where like a player will uh, will win a game. They'll have one good game in the NBA. A quarterback will have one good game, one great pass rating in the NFL after a couple weeks, and you see the and you see the odds for MVP, right? And it's always kind of interesting to me because nobody cares. Nobody cares about the MVP. Nobody, nobody really cares. After uh, here we are, two days. It's already out of the news. Nobody really cares about it. It's it's just not something that I the, the, that I think if you're the average sports fan you think about that much. Now if you're a player you think about it, but you know if you're the average sports fan you don't think about that much. Okay, one other thing before we get back to the NBA playoffs, I want to talk about this Tom Brady Fox Sports deal because man, I was surprised, much like the Ryan Tannehill story. Um, if you listen to my podcast, I'll sneak you in and talk about that. I was surprised at how many people were upset, not, not, sorry, not upset, which is making such a big deal out of this money and this contract and Tom Brady and joining Fox Sports, like it's crazy, this is wild. Look, I never assumed he would commentate, but is it really that surprising? Like, I, I never thought to myself, boy, if Tom Brady joins the broadcast booth, that is going to be a shocker. Now, maybe it's the amount of money. But you are paying the goat here, but nonetheless, you're, you're paying the goat. So obviously, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to give up a pretty big chunk of money. But with that being said, it, like like Tom Brady loves football. We know he doesn't like retirement because it lasts six weeks, and there is gonna be a point where his body gets told he's gonna have to retire. Outside of GMing a team, what's one of the closest things to playing? Covering the sport and covering the sport. Uh, talk, still talking to the players, still talking to the coaches. Hats off to Fox. They got the GOAT broadcasting. Tom Brady is... It's going to be interesting, but it, it was just surprising the deal that was made about it. It's like, look, man. Like, there have been a lot of broadcast changes. And don't get me wrong. Um, there are, I like... I think for the most part... And I'm not going to say every single one, but I think for the most part, most broadcast teams are great. Um... With that being said, I've never like, and, and this is not a shot at broadcasters because I do a podcast, right? It, it, it's not a shot, but I've never tuned in. I, I would, I would have to say, I can't think of a time I've tuned into a game to hear a broadcaster talk. Um, you know, there are great ones, don't get me wrong. Like, how can you not love the sun, the, well, what was the Sunday night football team? How can you not love the, you know, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman? How can you not love Jim Nance, Tony Romo? All those guys. It's all fun to listen to. It's all fun to watch. The Manning cast, Steve Levy, Brian Gracie, Lewis Reddick, all those guys. Uh, it's not that none of them are fun to watch, but, like, to me, like, I think people make way too big a deal as I have announcers. Like, if they mess up, it doesn't bother me. If they say the right thing, it doesn't bother me. Um, don't get me wrong. There are announcers that make games better, make it more exciting. But I never tune in a football game to hear the announcer, and that's just the reality of it. You tune in for the sport. Um, with that being said, it should be interesting to hear him. It will be interesting. Hats off Tom Brady. And by the way, now, just a quick side note here. Think about... The four main 
So the lead on ESPN team, Monday Night Football now, Joe Buck, Joe Eichmann. What will be the lead on Fox, and Greg Olson does a great job, by the way, terrific. But what will be the lead on Fox is when Tom Brady retires, Tom Brady. Um, and I'm just talking about the color commentators. Uh, what will be the lead on NBC will be the Drew Brees, and what will be the lead on, well, what is the lead on CBS is uh, Tony Romo. So you'll have Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Troy Aikman, Tony Romo. I'll call on games on network, so that's pretty terrific. I mean, those guys are all goats, obviously, all great quarterbacks. All right, let's get back to the NBA playoffs. Um, the Heat. I tell you what, what is so interesting about the Heat is that um, they. Look, people are going to say, and I heard Charles Barkley say, say, oh, it affected Joel Embiid. I'm sure it might have. And obviously, he's got the orbital fracture. Joel Embiid has a lot going on. And the Heat are going to win this series. What's interesting about the Heat is, we kind of figured they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're going to catch a break in the sense that I think Boston-Milwaukee is going to go seven games. And I think they're going to get, if they win next, they're going to get to win theirs in six. Okay, so they're going to get a little extra rest. They're going to get the, um, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm pretty sure I'm not, I'm pretty sure they are the one seed. They're going to get the home game, the first two home games. So they're going to get some breaks. But I got to tell you, they match up, in my opinion, much better with Boston than with uh, Milwaukee. And I think that's true for a lot of things. Like, I don't, it's not that I think, I don't think Boston's better than Milwaukee. And I don't think Miami's better than Boston. But I do think that Miami, like, I think Milwaukee may be a better team than Boston. And I think that Miami is a worse team than Boston. With that being said, I think Miami matches up much better with with uh, uh, Boston than I do with Milwaukee. I don't think there's a guy that, you know, Bam is great. I don't know if they're going to stop Giannis. Um, with that being said, Miami's going to catch a break. And they may potentially catch another break in the sense that whether it's Phoenix or whether it's Dallas, no offense to Memphis fans, but the John Morant news being down 3-1, it's rough. The series is probably over. Whether it's Phoenix or Dallas playing Golden State, that series is going to go deep, and they're going to be tired going to the finals. And I want you to think about this because... Miami has a window right now that they may not have for some time. There's going to be free agent moves this happen. There's going to be better teams. You know the Lakers aren't going to stay the mess they are. They have a window with the Eastern Conference at the moment. And by the way, you know the Eastern Conference is going to get it better. But they have a window right now to win a finals. 
And they also have a moment of opportunity, specifically for Eric Spolstra, the head coach. He has a moment, an opportunity right now to say, you know what? All I heard when I coached Miami was, you need superstars. You can't win without LeBron. You can't win without Dwayne Wade. You can't win without Chris Botch. Yet here they are in 2022, and not saying they don't have good players. Bam's great. Jimmy Butler's great. Team's good. With a chance at the finals. And you know what? They don't need... uh, You know what, though? They don't need LeBron. When LeBron misses the playoffs and Dwayne Wade is now retired and Chris Boss is now retired, where's Eric Spoelstra? He's in the finals. And I know he's a coach and all that, and it's not a fair comparison. I'm just saying this argument of he needs the superstars, can we finally put that to bed? Because clearly he doesn't. He's a good coach. He is a good coach. All right. Speaking of Golden State, I'm going to talk about that series briefly here. Because uh, that series 3-1, it appears as if John Morant's out. Uh, Then I'll tell you what, another team that's an opportunity to catch a break here is Golden State. They have an opportunity as well if they win tonight to get some rest going in the next series. Because I'll say it again. That that Suns heat, I I think that's going deep. I think that's going potentially game 7. Suns might win in the end, but I think that's going seven games. I think Golden State, if they wrap it up tonight, and they very well could without Ja there, they get a quick five-game series, they get to rest, wait for the winner, Phoenix, Luka, whoever comes at them is going to be gassed. Um, and very interesting. Very interesting stuff. All right. Uh, also, one other thing I'm talking about Thursday night. It's currently Wednesday. Thursday night, uh, the NBA playoff schedule comes out, and I tell you what's interesting. Um, the playoff schedule, the sorry, not NBA, NFL schedule comes out, and there have been some games. That have been released here and there. And it's going to come out Thursday. I'm going to address it more. But there is a leak apparently. Week 10. Cardinals. The the Chiefs go on the road to Arizona. Also, we don't know when this will be. They also have to play the Buffalo Bills. And you might be saying, okay, so two tough games. Why does that matter? Hear me out on this. And do not say, please, this is, right now, what I'm saying, this is not a hot take. I'm not even saying it's going to happen. I'm saying this is a possibility, okay? So just bear with me here for a second and hear me out. I truly believe it's a possibility that the Chiefs, I'm not going to say miss the playoffs, but that they're in a bottom seed. And there's a possibility they get knocked out pretty fast. And I just want you to hear me out as to why. So think about this. We know that the Chiefs are going to play um, 
we know that the Chiefs are going to have a very tough division this year. Eight of their 17... Wait, is that... No. <laughs> Six of their 17 games are going to be against loaded teams with good edge rushers, good quarterbacks, good weapons, okay? And teams that know them very well. They got to play the Raider choice. They got to play the Charger choice. And they must play the uh, Bronco choice who are not loaded. I'm not going to say they're going to lose all those games. There's a good chance they win four out of six of them. But I'm, they're not going to go six for six. They're not going to go six for six. Okay? So they got that very tough schedule. It was leaked in week 10. They got players on. I'm not going to say they're going to lose that game. But by then, DeAndre Hopkins will be back. If Kyler Murray is not worn down, they got to go to Arizona. That's going to be a tough game. They also have to play the Bills. We don't know when. That will be released on Thursday. But that's going to be a tough game. And so, you know, (laughs) they have a lot of tough games this year. Not to mention they have the AFC to go through. And so, the reason I believe that what we're going we're going to see kind of a shift in the AFC and by the way even if they make the playoffs you get Sean Watson we don't know what's going on there with this all that but by the way also I want to say this I'm never a guy that's going to say I know this or that but I do want to say one thing and this is completely my opinion completely speculation I'll be completely absolutely upfront about that this is all speculation but depending on how the Browns, I'm anxious to see the Browns schedule because depending on how it's lined up, you have to admit that may tell you at least somewhat some way how the Browns are planning on handling that situation. I'm not saying it's going to, they're going to tell you straight up, you know, but Depending on how they're scheduled, the teams they play, the primetime matchups, all that, it's going to tell you at least what they're what they're thinking about right now. Sunrise, and that's all I'm going to say. But the Chiefs, back to Chiefs, they could absolutely a thousand percent be a low seed this year. Tough conference, tough games, best division in football, not even close. Uh, man, could be interesting to see that. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Red Zone Radio. Thank you so much for listening. One more thing before you go. Just to give you a quick bow verse from the book of Psalms. Psalms 20, verse 1. It's Psalm of David, the assurance of God's saving work. This is what it says. Snooking James Version. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice. May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. We will rejoice in your salvation. In the name of our God, we will set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. With the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots. This is the important part right here. Verse 7. Some trust in chariots. Some in horses. But we remember the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen. But we have risen. And stand upright. Save 
Lord, may the king answer us when we call. You know, um, death is something that nobody likes to talk about. It's not fun, right? It's not fun to talk about death. I, I completely understand that. But I'll tell you something. When you look around you, okay, um, and you see the work of this earth, there's no denying there's a God. And the truth is, if you're if you have doubts, I completely you know that's understandable. But if you are someone who says there's no God, I I think deep down you know there is. And I think what the what we do a lot of times, and I understand this because I did this, is. It's easier to think there's no God because <laughs> you're not accountable. You don't have a moral responsibility. But the reality is there is. And saying there's not isn't going to save you from anything. So let's talk about it. You know, God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, which was the moral law. We all broke it. We've all blasphemed. We've all looked with lust. We've all done bad things. It says if you hate, you're guilty of murder. We've all done that. Every time... We've, we've done evil in the eyes of the Lord. We all have, the Bible says, we're all sinners and fell to the glory of God. So what's the fix? And and a lot of people will agree with you up to that point, right? Maybe if you're listening, you're like, yeah, I know that, I know that. But this is where a lot of people don't understand, I think, is that they try to, they think, oh, okay, I, I'll just be a good person to fix it. And this is the problem with other religions. This is why it doesn't work. Because... If you're a good person, how is that going to save you? Because, first of all, the law you broke, um, there's no atonement for that because, and that's the problem with Islam. Uh, you know, if, if you, let's say you murder somebody and, and you go up to the, and you're in trial and you say, Judge, I know I murdered this person, but I do this. I spend this time with my grandma. I get to the poor. I do all this. So it's like, yeah, that's great, but you still have to pay for the sin that you committed. And God's punishment for sin committed is hell. Okay? It just is. And so... The the fix to that... And it's not fun. I know it's not fun to talk about. But, but what that means is we can't get there on our own. There's nothing we can do to fix that. So what did God do? He said, you know what? That... I'm not going to leave him like this. I'm not going to leave him like this. He came down in human flesh, Jesus of Nazareth. He came down in human flesh. He died on the cross, took our punishment for our sin. It doesn't mean they won't go to hell. That means he took our punishment for our sin if you call upon him. And what you got to do to be saved is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent of your sins. Once you do that, uh, truly repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will be saved. Put faith in Jesus. Confess your sin to God. Um, and and it's really is my prayer that you do that. I want you to think seriously about this. I know it's not fun. It's never a fun thing to talk about. And I talked about this last podcast. I, I don't. I never enjoy this segment, but it's it's very important that I do this because I'd rather you be uncomfortable for a second right now, and be happy later, than than not think about it right now, and um, and end up in hell. That'd be a terrible thing. Um, 
So really quick, I just say a quick prayer for you, dear Father. I ask you to touch the spirit's heart. I ask that you convict them. And I ask that you help them see their need for a savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. I'll see you next time on Red Zone Radio. Have a great day, everybody.